Talk Back Matters from the Salvos. Darren is the manager of Salvos Youth Outreach Services. He's also the principal of a high school, so he has his work cut out for him. He helps those who are emotionally wounded and in some cases physically wounded. And here, Darren shares about an Aboriginal boy who desperately needed help and what it was that healed this little boy. Yeah, it's really hard sometimes um, when we're, we're doing what we're doing and we put a lot of work into some young people and we see them kind of fall away and you just and you have to agonize over decisions to try and help them or not. So I've got one, an indigenous lad that we'd been helping for a number of years and got him through the school. He was in the his last year of school and had only about six months to go and uh his dad had died suddenly in his house uh about two years before and he couldn't live with his mum, so he's living with his grandmother and there's bit of overcrowding happening and a lot of problems with their neighbours. So he was caught up in all of that. So doing schoolwork wasn't a big focus for him. So getting him to that stage where he nearly graduated from year 12 was fantastic for us. And yeah. lo and behold, one day he, um, we were running one of our other programs, which operate adjacent to the school, and he saw someone that he knew and he ran up there and got into a physical altercation with that fellow and hit him. And was very angry and, you know, was threatening to his staff and all, and all that. And eventually we were able to calm him down. But because of what we do, we're, we're really big on making sure the place is safe for everyone, not just one or two people. Yeah. So all of that work we put in previously, we thought, you know, schools typically just expel people for that type of behavior. Yeah. So we agonized and thought, what do we do? How do we keep everyone safe here? What can we work through? Uh, we've learned a few years ago that we adopted restorative justice practices in our approach with young people. Yeah. So what we were able to do in that situation was to come around and form what we call a con- case conferencing and invite all the people that we thought could be involved to come and talk about the incident with the young person there. Now, it's all voluntary, but we did say to the young person, look, this is the way, we're not sure what the outcome might be, but it's a way you might, might want to stay in school and might want to stay with us. But you're going to have to go through some um, through some of this. So we had a two-hour conference. And the reason I'm telling you this, it's so moving to be in those conferences because we invited his grandmother in and we invited staff in. We thought it wasn't wise to have the people he was involved with because there was a reason why he attacked that young person. It was a story going back a few months where that person and seven others had actually attacked him right. and threatened him. So there was a whole lot of story behind it. And through this conferencing, we're able to, to get to the details of why this action happened rather than just responding to a physical threat on site of yeah. someone having been violent. And in unpacking that, we, um, we talked about what impact it had on staff and the family and some of the staff and some of the witnesses of that, because it was in the core area, said, well, that violence triggered something in me where somebody hit me one day and I got knocked out and I got really afraid because of that, because of that violence in front of them. In front of them. And this was an older person. Yeah. So for the young person to hear that, because all he had seen was his hurt and pain and what that young, other young person had done to him and him taking some retribution out, through that process, we were able to open his eyes up a little bit more to see of course you did that, you had an impact on others. And we had a staff who was pregnant at the time and she was near that incident and she said the fear that she had for an unborn child with him going a bit you know, out of character and a bit crazy. 
Yeah. You know, and she was running the Drive for Life program and she said, I don't think I could take you in a car because I don't trust you and what you would do because of this incident. Yeah. And so all of this went on and, and in the end, his grandmother said, I'm so ashamed of his behavior. He's such a good boy at home and does so many wonderful things. And we heard all these wonderful stories. She said, it's just out of character for him to do this. And he was in tears over all that. But the decision was amongst all of us to say, I think we can give this guy a chance. And if we do that, what was he going to do to enable us to feel safe about, about him being back in the school and back on safe site? And the good thing was we were able to take him back and he got his year 12 and he's about to get his license and we've never had any incident since that time. Wow, that's so exciting. It is, it is, you know, because it's so easy to push people away when they're doing things that you that threaten what you do or, yeah. or you feel certain things. But if you're talking it out and being, being willing to go and, and dig deep and actually talk things through, we were able to, in this, this time, we were able to actually save someone who we put a lot of work in and done a lot of things because Indigenous people often are pushed away and don't yeah. have those opportunities. Do you know what really impacts me from both of those stories is the fact that they both received unconditional love. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I wonder how many centres like yours are operating around Australia. Oh, I hope there's a lot. So do I. You know, the best thing we do each year, we have a, a school celebration. We have about 200 uh, people come along with probably, I think we have about 70 young people this year who are graduating throughout our school programs. And they get dressed up and then we get hairdressers in and we they have a three-course meal and they invite their families and they invite friends and they come and we put it on at the Victorian Golf Club up here, which overlooks the city. It's a beautiful site, wow. you know, that they would not normally get to. And it's most of it through donations and the school providing some funds, you know. And it's so rewarding to hear the stories of transformation and what people think of the service. Wow. You know, some people are saying it's a second family. And some people are saying, it's my only family for the time that I'm here. Now, that's, that's amazing feedback. It is. That's Darren from the Salvos Youth Outreach Services. Light and Life, the Salvos Weekly Radio Show.